The Leslie Marshall Show, a true democracy in talk radio. Of, for, and by you, the people. Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi joining you, Leslie's executive producer. I uh, am very happy to be with you for the next hour. Uh, after that, we will uh, have Igor Volsky of Think Progress, who will be guest hosting for Leslie from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, until then, I am joined by a good friend of the show that all of you know very well, uh, Brad Bannon, who uh, guest hosts many times uh, himself. You've heard him with Leslie. He's usually on uh, every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, a little bit of a different schedule this week um, because, as some of you may have heard, Leslie uh, posted uh, on Facebook and had shared on Twitter, but um, unfortunately her mom has been diagnosed with breast cancer and is actually having surgery today. Um, so if you, everyone could please send their thoughts and prayers to Leslie's mom and, you know, Leslie and her family. Uh, Leslie flew out to uh, Boston to be with her mom uh, during her mom's surgery and, you know, the follow-up this week. So Leslie does plan to be back uh, next week, but in the meantime, we'll have uh, a lot of good people here, uh, including, like I said, uh, Brad Bannon, who's going to be helping me out this half hour. Brad, welcome back to the air. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Um, so, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the uh, world of politics, as always, it seems to be uh, leading up to the uh, elections. Um, today, obviously, uh, for those who have been following, is the Wisconsin primary for both the Democrats and Republicans. There's been a lot of speculation as to uh, who's leading uh, in these polls and who's going to come out ahead on the Democratic side. It looks like Bernie Sanders is uh, doing pretty well in the the Wisconsin polls over Hillary Clinton. And on the Republican side, it looks like Ted Cruz has about a 10-point lead in the polls, followed by Donald Trump and John Kasich. But obviously, we've seen the polls be wrong in the past, um, and anyone could really take uh, either primary. Maybe Kasich would be the most unlikely, I would say, of the five candidates to uh, to grab the primary. But, you know, stranger things have happened. So uh, with that said, um, why don't we start on the Democratic side? What, what can wins and losses do uh, for both uh, Bernie and Hillary? Why don't you start with Bernie? Well, on the Democratic side, it's really not about wins and losses anymore. It's about delegates. Uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is ahead. Um, his reality is he is several hundred delegates behind Hillary Clinton. Uh, and he not only has to win states, but he has to win them big uh, to uh, uh, to uh, get back into the uh, get back in the same neighborhood as Clinton. Uh, so the thing to look for today uh, is if uh, to see if Bernie Sanders wins, and then to see if he wins big, uh, because if he wins like forty two to forty eight or something like that, it really doesn't help him much because he'll get a pretty much he and Clinton will get a pretty much even split on the delegates. Uh, so basically, you know, Sanders has to win big last night, uh, tonight, and he has to win big all the time. 
And that's because it's proportionally allocated, as you had mentioned, Brad. I know um, Robbie Mook, the um, head of the Clinton campaign, had said uh, in an editorial uh, for, I think it was Medium uh, yesterday, that you know he was basically reassuring Clinton supporters that even if Sanders does uh, win Wisconsin, um, not to worry because Sanders would have to win uh, the, the most – delegate rich uh four states remaining which i believe you you'll correct me if i'm wrong brad are new york uh california and then i think it was was it is pennsylvania still to come yeah it is pennsylvania and i can't remember what the fourth one is but anyway his point was because they're proportionally uh awarding the delegates sanders would need to win roughly 60 percent of those four states uh delegates uh and the only two states he's won uh, by that margin are Vermont and New Hampshire, which are some good points. Obviously, he's helping to set uh, or lower expectations for Clinton, Wisconsin. But what he said is, is true. So obviously, you know, and Sanders has said, you know, he has an uphill battle, uh, even if you're only counting the pledge delegates and not the super delegates, because there is a, a point to be made that if somehow Bernie was able to overtake Hillary and pledge delegates, that the super delegates would, you know, potentially switch to Bernie. That said, an uphill battle for Sanders. Um, what? Why do you? think he is leading in the polls in Wisconsin and uh, starting to maybe nip at Clinton's heels in in the polling uh, in New York? I know obviously he has an uphill battle with the delegates, but um, why do you think his message uh, continues to resonate and and Clinton isn't really able to necessarily, quote unquote, put him away as as some thought she might be able to by now? Well, Wisconsin is uh, a really good state for Bernie Sanders for a couple of reasons. One is it has a very small minority population. And one rule of thumb is uh, is that Clinton will win states with significant minority populations, uh, and uh, so uh, and is you know Wisconsin the minority portion of the Democratic electorate is is pretty small. Uh, the other advantage Sanders has in uh, Wisconsin that he will not have in New York uh, is Wisconsin is an open primary. Uh, and the, that means independents can vote. Uh, and in past primaries, uh, what's happened is Sanders has always done well with independent votes, voters who vote in Democratic primaries, uh, whereas Clinton has done pretty well with registered Democrats who live in uh, work who vote in Democratic primaries. And since Wisconsin's an open state, uh, that's good news for Sanders. Problem is, uh, next week, uh, when the president, Democratic presidential race opens on Broadway, uh, New York has a closed primary, uh, which means that only registered Democrats can vote in the Democratic Party. Uh, and that should be an advantage for Clinton. Brad, uh, speaking to that point, obviously uh, Clinton, last I saw, is favored in in New York in polling. Um, I wouldn't put it out of the question that Bernie could win. And as you said, either way, if they're close, the delegate proportion would be close. And at this point, to win the nomination, Clinton, you know, fight, quote unquote, fighting to a tie would do her just fine. Um, That said, uh, if if somehow Bernie is able to win New York, could that potentially be a game changer because it's minority, it's minority population? I mean, what do you think on that side of the aisle before we shift to what Clinton's uh, got. Well, again, uh, if uh, Sanders did find a way to win in New York, uh, yeah, it would be a significant win uh, uh, in terms of PR. Uh, 
because he would uh, be able to stay. I beat Hillary Clinton uh, in the state she represented in the Senate for six years. So if he was able to do that, uh, it would be significant. Again, a Clint, any if Sanders wins any state by a few percentage points, that's a win for Hillary Clinton. Uh, because right now, uh, Hillary Clinton will win every close race, uh, even if Sanders gets more votes, uh, because he's so far behind in delegates. Uh, and in pledged delegates, uh, he's about 230 delegates uh, behind Clinton. And when you throw on the almost 500 uh, uh, superdelegates who are supporting Clinton, uh, that he's behind by about 700 votes. And as of Friday, I did the calculations. Uh, as of Friday, uh, not counting what happens tonight, uh, Hillary Clinton has 71% of the delegates she needs to win the nomination. Uh, Bernie Sanders has 37% of the delegates he needs to win the nomination. Is that counting the superdelegates? That's like counting the superdelegates. Got it. Okay. Now, uh, looking at um, this upcoming uh, debate on April 14th in New York, there was a lot of controversy as to whether or not it would happen or when it would be, whether it would be uh, televised during the night of the national championship, which obviously last night they would have had a tough time competing with it, how that game went amazing. I'm yeah. sure you probably caught it, Brad. Um, besides that... Um, One teams were in the final, though. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, you know what? We can root for our alma mater, Syracuse University, because the women uh, play in the national title tonight. So go Orange. Um, Now, looking to that debate, what kind of issues do you think um, each candidate is going to want to try to focus on um, as they debate on April 14th, especially, you know, keeping in mind that it is in New York? Um, What do each of them, obviously they don't set the questions, but what kind of message does each, if you were advising them, would you uh, urge them to try to uh, promote during that debate? if you were advising each of them? Well, for the most part, uh, Bernie Sanders' uh, wheelhouse is when he talks about economic inequality. Uh, If you look at the uh, primaries and caucuses, uh, the people, the voters who vote Democratic primaries who say they're concerned about economic inequality uh, have uh, uh, voted for Sanders in large numbers. Uh, so that's his wheelhouse, and he should talk about it as much as possible. On the other hand, uh, Hillary Clinton, I believe, uh, want, will want to talk about national security policy uh, because Democrats who care most about national security and foreign policy vote for her in large numbers. And the other reason she talk about national security is that it makes her look presidential. Uh, and that's important. You know, I think I've probably said this on the show before, maybe too many times. Uh, but when it comes to it, you can, you know, you can talk about issues until the cows come home. Um, but in a presidential race, especially, people are voting on a gut feeling about the candidate they identify with. And if you look at the plus and minuses for Hillary Clinton, uh, large numbers of Democratic primary voters don't trust her. At the same time, she gets very good marks for strength and leadership in handling foreign policy. Uh, so she'll want to project strength, which she does very well, uh, and talk about national security as a way to do that. And again, Bernie Sanders is going to want to stick to the economic uh, equality arguments. 
right, Brad, as we head to break, I'm going to leave you with this question and let you answer it on the other side. As we switch to the Republican side, where issues uh, have not been discussed as much as the Democratic side, obviously people have seen a lot of mudslinging, talking about the size of their genitalia, basically Jerry Springer on steroids, but during a presidential race. Is Donald Trump in real danger of losing the GOP nomination after the terrible week that he had, uh, he and his campaign had? And then I want to ask you... um, a little bit more about that, but we'll leave you with that. If anyone would like to comment, you can join uh, my guest, Brad Bannon, and myself, Mark Romaldi, at 8886-LESLIE. That's 888-653-7543. Brad runs Bannon Communications Research, a polling, message development, and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Recently, he acquired a new position as a weekly blogger for EpicTimes.com. Formerly, he wrote for U.S. News & World Report. Brad's also a lecturer in political science at Salem State. University in Salem, Massachusetts. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon. Check out his website, which is BannonCR.com. That's B-A-N-N-O-N-C-R.com. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Welcome back to the Leslie Marshall Show. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall, joined by a good friend of the show, Brad Bannon, who is a political strategist. Uh, we are talking now about the Republican side of the Wisconsin primaries and the Republican nomination in general. Before I went to break, I had asked Brad um, if he thought after the uh, probably the what I think many have called the worst week of Donald Trump's uh, presidential campaign, just with the, the cumulative damage of all the different things that happened over this past week um, that many of you are familiar with, uh, is he in real danger of losing the GOP nomination? Um, and as Brad answers that, I'll let him kind of explain um, if he if that does happen, how he thinks it might happen, because I don't think it's possible for Ted Cruz to actually get to 1237, you know, especially if people are already saying Trump can't either, it would have to be stolen uh, from him, not stolen from him. He, it would be second ballot at a contested convention if Trump was to lose it, it sounds like. But I'll let Brad uh, take that question. Uh, well, first of all, I think uh, the best way to characterize the week that Donald Trump had is it has been the worst week in his presidential campaign so far. Uh yeah, I mean, Cruz seems to have a lead uh, in Wisconsin tonight. And if Cruz does, in fact, win Wisconsin, uh, he gets all 45 delegates. I think it's 45. It's 40-something Republican delegates out of Wisconsin. And that will clearly start the uh, brokered Republican convention talk a lot. It's reached a high fever in the last few days uh, because Trump has uh, essentially uh, gone crazy in the last week saying all sorts of things. Um, he has uh, opened a new front in, on his war against women, both physically and literally. Uh, his campaign manager was charged for battery against a female reporter. Uh, then he said he would punish women uh, who had abortions, uh, and uh, it just gets worse from there. Now, so if Trump wins tonight, I mean, if Cruz wins tonight, that's certainly going to renew the talk. But problem I see for Cruz or the anti-Trump forces in general uh, is that next week uh, we're 
Trump is playing on his uh, home court in New York. Uh, and uh, that is going to be uh, tough uh, for Cruz or Kasich uh, to uh, beat Trump in New York. Uh, and if Trump wins New York, uh, he's going to win another pile of delegates. Now, I personally think that it would be, even if Trump goes into the Republican convention short of the 1,237 delegates he needs to win, it's going to be hard to deny him the nomination for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, uh, that presumes all the anti-Trump delegates can get together on one candidate. Uh, I think that's going to be very difficult because all the candidates are going to want to be the nominee, and probably a couple of Republicans aren't even running for president want to be the nominee. So I have a hard time seeing how all the anti-Trump delegates can unite under one banner. Uh, the second problem with that, if the uh, Republican National Committee does find a way to deny Trump the uh, nomination in Cleveland, uh, that will prompt um, a political disaster for the GOP uh, because Trump and his supporters uh, will take their ball, uh, leave Cleveland, and walk back home, and the Republicans are going to be a divided party. Uh, and and uh, the Republican nominee probably will be doomed. Uh, so the Republicans are damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they nominate Trump, they're damned. If they stop Trump, they're damned. Uh, and it couldn't happen to a nicer group. Of I was going to say, Brad, um, I want to leave you with this question. We just have about a minute. Um, what, what issues do you think uh, this election cycle has covered well? And what do you hope to hear more of just with you know, a lot of the uh, consequences of Trump sucking up so much media coverage is a lot of things haven't been covered. What's your take on that in the last minute? Well, I think that's fair. I think the victim of the Trump coverage uh, has been Bernie Sanders. Uh, Trump sucked all the oxygen up uh, from the room, media room. Uh, it didn't matter to Hillary Clinton where she took coverage or not because she's got plenty of name visibility. But, you know, Bernie Sanders needed a lot more visibility than he uh, got, and that's because of Trump. I think that's a very good answer, Brad. We'll leave it at that. Thank you for joining us as always. We'll talk to you soon. That's been Brad Bannon. Brad's uh, runs commu- Brand- yeah, Bannon Communications Research, a polling messaging uh, development and media firm which helps labor unions, progressive issue groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon. This is Mark Romaldi in for Leslie Marshall.